Hey guys, John Paulamy here. Today is Saturday, well actually Sunday, uh, 522, but this is the reality check for Saturday, 521. I had some microphone issues, so had to put this off for a day as I was making my other video for YouTube for the financial uh, part of the discussion that I do weekly. And so uh, had to do some things on Sunday and then finally got to this uh, reality check. So better late than never. All right, let's get started. So I tell this slide, they hate you. Who hates you? Your government, your representatives, you know, with the exception of a few people that are kind of labeled nut jobs or misanthropes or outsiders. The people in the federal government, um, for the most part, they could care less what you think, what you want. They're not there to help you. You know, my view of government should be that I've adopted more of a nationalistic, populistic um, way of thinking about this. And that governments that we put in there should be looking out for America and Americans, number one. That should be their number one focus when they're contemplating legislation and they're contemplating policies. But that's not how it works, as we've talked about many, many times, including COVID and the vaccines and how the pharmaceutical industry and the defense industry and all these different industries lobby and give money to politicians. So they're there to respond to the people that give them money, not to the constituents. I mean, we've seen how working classes, middle class people have been sold out for the last 40 years in this country. Um, it became apparent for me as I was building these wind farms throughout middle America and these small towns all Illinois, I mean, Texas, Oklahoma, all these different places. And I would be in these areas that aren't typically frequented by the, you know, what you don't see, you know, that middle America, that flyover country. And I saw, you know, what 30 and 40 years of deindustrialization and just focusing on globalization has done to large parts of the country and the deprivation the hopelessness, the drug abuse, the alcoholism. It's almost kind of like the decline of the Soviet Union, you know, after it declined and, you know, what you would see in some of the post-Soviet former industrial areas. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this government that's in the federal government does has no caring for you and doesn't want to do anything. And, and here's kind of a little comparison of why I'm saying that. So the Senate last week, you know, they passed the $40 billion package of uh, aid for the war in Ukraine. Um, but the same day, they blocked $48 billion aid package for restaurants and small businesses. You know, these, whether or not you agree with the fact that the federal government should be doing any of these things, and I don't think it should be, but that's a whole nother discussion. If you're going to spend $40 billion, $50 billion, why are we spending it on Ukraine instead of people here in the United States? If we're going to spend money anyways that we don't have, by the way, why are we giving it away to Ukraine? Well, if you look at what's, go, what's happening to that money, it's not actually going to go to Ukraine, right? It's going to go to defense contractors, NGOs, connected people. Some of it will go to Ukraine. It'll never make it to the Ukrainian people, It'll be siphoned off by the kleptocrats there, very corrupt places, I've said before. And so, you know, if you're going to spend money that you don't have, why are we not focusing on Americans? Because small businesses 
and restaurants and people that are suffering in the US, they have no lobby there. They don't, they have no access. They have no way to influence these politicians, right? And so the military industrial complex, you know, these NGOs, you know, when they get money, a lot of that money gets siphoned back into campaign contributions. So you're paying for your own demise. They're taking tax money or they're taking borrowed money that they're going to put onto your uh, credit card, the national credit card and your future generations bill. And then a lot of it gets siphoned back into campaign. You know, the defense contractors, they give money to these people. The NGOs, they give money. People jump back and forth between these nonprofits and these NGOs and government. And so they never have a real job. They're never forced to actually go produce anything. All they do is they're like a tick on a dog. They're just parasitical entity that just sucks the blood. Okay. And I think it's time for the end of this. And, you know, I've advocate for starting at the local and state level. Okay. And that's where you have the impact. And I've started to show that in these reality checks where it's had an effect, where people have, you know, come and created a critical mass and say, this is how it's going to be politicians. And if you don't do, if you don't do what we want you to do, because you're representing us, we're going to throw your butt out of here and put people in that will. And I think that that's really the model that we need to, to understand and affect, you know, showing up, getting off your butt for once every four years, is not going to do anything because this is what you get right here. Okay, so this is our friend from the WEF again, Yuval Harari, I think his name is again, I can't remember. He's this great thinker, right? Human, about human beings. I put this on here to be provocative, obviously, because in this montage of clips, I'm not going to play it, I'll put a link to it. But this montage of clips, he talks about, you know, um, COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept and legitimize total biometric surveillance. He talks about that in the clip. He talks about going under the skin, you know, the monitoring that goes on from social media, these social media companies, the government, they're monitoring everything you're doing. That's why when you click on a certain video, like if you go to a something about, you know, how to put up a tent or something on YouTube, you're going to get all these ads for camping equipment and tents, right? Camping world and all this stuff. So um, now that the, the, that they've trained, they've trained the population now with COVID, with the monitoring and the controls, you know, and so now we can move to the next level, which is to monitor your bodily functions and to make sure that, uh, or for whatever reason, because it's for your benefit, right? It's, it's, it's going to make things more efficient and beneficial, but this is the same guy that we showed last week that was saying, you know, we need to get rid of these useless people, the people that are going to become useless, what are we going to do with them as AI advances? You know, I saw an article this week that said that AI now is smarter than the average person or something like this. So um, one of the things that somebody slipped into this clip or put this clip together of his, what he says is that, you know, of course, this guy's a homosexual. He's got a partner. Um, I make no judgments, but I'm saying he says in the clip, you know, I don't know why they stuck it in there, but he, there's one thing about, you know, how technology is going to enable us. Here we go again with this conceit that we continue to hear the, the original sin of pride, Lucifer's downfall, right? He wants to be God. And that's what this guy wants to be. Okay. And his ilk at the WEF, by the way, Davos man is meeting this week coming up. Okay. And so he says in this thing that, you know, we can become gods, this fascination with becoming gods. This is the original sin, right? This is the created being wants to become the creator. And so then subsequent to that, he's being interviewed by somebody at Google. And then he says, you know, this, 
this thing about Jesus rising from the dead is fake news. And so, you know, it just goes part and parcel. You know, it's funny because the deceptions, the mantra is, not, is the same, right? If Christ doesn't exist and it's, and it's not true, then what do they continue talking about it for? Why do, you, why do these people continually feel the need to disparage Christ if he's just a manifestation and a fantasy of the spaghetti uh, god or, or spaghetti monster, great spaghetti, whatever they call this, okay, these little funny things that these atheists and these you know, uh, heathens like to uh, do because they're at war with Christ, that's why. Okay, and so they feel the need to disparage him and to uh, say things like this. And, you know, uh, we are all in the same original condition that this man is in right now. You know, we, we're, we are sinful beings. And so we reject uh, uh, the, the good news. But um, this is, you know, this fascinates me that these people think and desire to become gods. That's their, that's their thing. They want to, they're talking about immortality. Uh, they're going to create immortality. They're going to become gods. They're going to rule. How can they transfer their consciousness from their mind into a computer? And then they can, you know, I, I don't know. This is like whacked out, you know, comic book level thinking. Okay. You're going to die, Mr. Harari, at some point. And it's appointed upon man to die once and then the judgment. And you should think about that. You're not going to be a god. You're not going to be immortal in a machine. You're going to expire just like everybody else, like the 100 billion people that have existed on this earth before you. So I'm going to put a link to the video, but you should watch it. These people are very dangerous. These people are very determined. And these people are very evil. And so here we go again. Here's the CEO of Pfizer, who's ripped off this country uh, for $50 billion, okay, with this fake COOF uh, vaccine has killed innumerable amount of people, continues to kill people. And so what's he talking about? You know, Dave Collum, who's a guy I like reading, he's a professor at um, Cornell University, I think in uh, one of the sciences, I can't remember, or engineering. Anyways, um, he comments a lot. And uh, he says, uh, so this is what Pfizer CEO Albert Berea explains Pfizer's new tech to Davos crowd. See in the background, World Economic Forum, quote, Ingestible pills, a pill with a tiny chip that sends a wireless signal to relevant authorities. Relevant authorities? When the pharmaceutical has been indigested, quote, imagine the compliance, unquote. I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be part of your compliance. I don't want to deal with the relevant authorities. I mean, this guy sounds like some bureaucrat in Nazi Germany, you know? I mean, it's just, uh, I'll put a link to this video too. This is creepy. And it's right. It's like they have, like Dave Collins says, it's like they have no, you know, introspection or understanding of how weird and creepy they sound. Okay. And, and are actually this, these people are very dangerous people. Okay. And they have to be stopped. They're not, they're relentless in their desire to create this surveillance state to control every single facet so you're taking some pill that's being administered by obviously Pfizer, right? So they can make another rip off the government for another 50 in the country for 50 billion. And now we got to have a wireless uh, transmission back to the supercomputer that says that you took your pill for that day. Uh, no, I don't want to participate in this. But this is what it's about, right? Compliance, comply, you must comply or else. I mean, this is good for them, I guess, but I don't see how this is good for me or the average person. I don't want to be involved in this.
And so I just wanted to throw this up here just to remind people, you know, election wizards, somebody follow on Twitter. We're, we're being led by a hot mess of incompetent and corrupt people in D.C. You know, the, the president today, the, well, so-called ventriloquist dummy known as Joe Biden, is out there on Twitter or his, well, whoever does his social media for him, he doesn't tweet, but uh, whoever does his social media, championing and advertising the fact that the big airlift to bring 70,000 tons of baby formula to the United States from Europe has begun. And shouldn't we be so happy? Well, how did, how did we even get into this mess? How is it that we are in a situation in the U.S. where we can't produce sufficient baby formula for, the, for America's children? You know, for women that can't nurse or whatever the situation is, okay? Well, why are we even in this situation, okay? If, you know, we're going to close down the factories because there are some FDA issues with the manufacturing process, you can't get somebody down there. You know, when we had crisis inside companies I've worked in, we got on the phone, we put together a tiger team, we got down onto the site and we dealt with the problem like in 48 or 72 hours. And if we needed additional resources, we would have hotline, we would have, you know, daily update calls with the relevant management that was supporting us for whatever happened, you know, a wreck in a steam turbine or whatever the situation was. And the Tiger team had the full attention and resources of the management. So this situation develops, they allow it to go out of control to the point where it becomes, you can't hide it in the press anymore. And so the solution is airlift stuff in from Europe. What's the solution here in the United States? Supposed to be the greatest country on earth, the most technologically advanced, yada, 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 all this uh, America for, uh, you know, exceptionalism, and they can't even make baby formula, and they got a situation with a problem and you can't solve it. I mean, this is stupid. Okay, don't you see the demise of the country? It's, it's, this is what these examples, that's the whole point of the reality check is to bring this to your attention. Okay, it's not first world. This is not how, this isn't top notch. Okay, this is, this is breaking down. This is, uh, you know, putting patches in the, you know, sticking fingers into the dike to plug the leaks instead of fixing the dike. So here we go again, you know, what is the chances of having two pandemics or epidemics back to back? Okay. And so here's Roosh. Uh, this is a guy I would follow. He's back on Twitter, evidently. But uh, this guy used to be one of those uh, pickup artist player guys. He's now uh, converted to orthodoxy. Um, he's really into it. I, I suggest you go to his channel. It's pretty good. He puts a lot of good articles. He does a lot of good reviews on orthodox books. Um, transformation to see how Christ can work in a person's life. Um, you know, this has uh, been an, an this has been quite the transformation to watch this person over the last couple of years. How they transform their life, how they've um, you know put put aside the old man and as the new man uh, in Christ uh, develops. But anyways. Uh, Here's the article that uh, he was linking to. And we're talking about this globalist simul simulation exercise in 2021 used May 15th, 2022 as a theoretical arrival date of a quote, monkeypox epidemic. Bingo, the same week that they, what is the chances of that happening? Now I put this up there, I stole it from Steve Bannon. There are no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences either. I mean, yeah, I'm not a conspiracy. I'm, I'm call me a conspiracy. I don't care what you call me. Something is going on. These people have a plan 
and they're just going to keep relentlessly pounding us, you know, like the Ukrainian soldiers are being pounded by Russian artillery. That's what these elites, that's what Davos, man, that's what these people like Harari that I showed you before, how who wants to control you, Klaus Schwab, your own government that hates you. They're just continually bombarding you with one problem, one nonsensical thing after another to get you, keep you in a state of constant fear and uh, upset and off balance. So you can't think, so you can't operate, so you can't do anything. Okay. And so now we have this monkeypox thing. I was reading an article by Dr. Malone, Robert Malone. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play like I'm some kind of monkeypox expert, but uh, this can be contained. The R value is below um, one. So it's contract tracing and things like that do work for this. So beware if they try to push this into a rollout of another vaccine which I wouldn't put past them at this point. Okay, we don't know, we'll see how it develops. But guess where this broke out at and guess what this was traced back to, if you, in case you didn't know. Um, they had a big gay pride celebration, I think it was in Spain or something recently. And of course there was a whole bunch of group sex, unseemly things going on between these men. And this is how this disease evidently could spread through a lot of close contact and things like that. Um, I guess it was either introduced there or somebody had it and brought it there. And then these unseemly things that were going on uh, that go, I don't even want to think about that possibly go on at these things. You can, I'm sure, imagine uh, if you choose to, uh, but the conditions are perfect for, you know, um, multiple sexual partners and contraction of this uh, and spread of this disease. So we'll have to see how this goes uh, in the future. But um, again, you know, here we go. Uh, what, are, what are the chances mathematically that you would have back-to-back -back epidemics? And then for the thing to basically come to the forefront of the news on the exact date that the tabletop exercise that was conducted the previous year said it would start. Uh, it's planned, folks. It's planned. Whether you want to believe it or not, they are planning something they are trying to destroy us. They want to enslave us. They want to, uh, you know, like I said, they want to just keep injecting you and controlling you. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm picking these things out. I know randomly and somebody might say, well, this guy has a disassociated mind. He's just pulling random things and putting them together and creating some type of, you know, scenario. But I'm telling you, man, this is not normal, this stuff that I'm telling you. That's why I got involved in doing these reality checks and started thinking about these things. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, this was not how normal society, this is not how we operated, okay? Something is afoot here, okay? And these people that are in charge, these people that are going to meet next week in Davos, okay, um, that want these masters of the universe as they think of themselves, you know, I jokingly call them that, but that's how they consider themselves. And, you know, they think there's too many people, there's not enough resources, they want to remain in power, they can see uh, that we can't have infinite growth on a finite planet. They can see the over indebtedness, the promises that were made to people, pensioners and stuff, and none of this stuff is going to be able to be paid. And then they're seeing that, you know, the food shortages, the resource shortages that are happening, and they're only concerned with one thing and one thing only, not solving the problems, not having an honest dialogue, not trying to be leaders. How do we preserve our wealth and power and get more wealth and power? This people are evil and this is all they care about. That's why I talk about these things because they 
yes, I do believe that people of wealth and power conspire to obtain more wealth and power or to keep their wealth and power. So uh, here's our, all of our friends here that are going to be meeting, you know, um, guess I put it in here, guess who is meeting in a few days to plan your demise, or I mean future. And then um, this is Klaus Schwab's quote here, what we, what we are very proud of now is how we penetrate the cabinets around the world. So they had this young leaders thing, and they've gotten all these people in all these countries installed to do their bidding, right? Um, you know, just look at some of these characters. Here's our, here's Bucky from, um, New Zealand. Here's Trudeau. Um, you know, look at even, you know, Ukraine, Russia, all these people, they're all bought into this. Okay. This world government thing, you know, this WEF. Okay. And, uh, you know, who knows what they're going to come up with next. And look at this guy, man. It's like the perfect Hollywood caricature of like this evil, thinker i mean i don't think this guy has any power really like but he, he's coming up with all the ideas and of course all of these people that are in government they're all sociopathic personalities all these people you know they don't really have real jobs or do anything i mean look at christine lagarde what has she done her entire career she's been in government just going from one disaster to the next or ursula Vandelen over here who's in charge of the you know european commission okay She's not elected. How did she get this? She, I guess she was the defense minister in Germany. I don't know. I'm not German, so I don't know. I mean, who are these people? Where did they come from? Olaf Schultz, you know, Olaf Liverwurst. I mean, this guy's a complete failure. These people are all Justin Trudeau, Justin Castro. I mean, these people are total failures. What have they ever done? Then of our buddies here, you know, uh, Boria that wants to, you know, have pills with wireless technology so that he can make sure that you're taking his you know, go, he can ring the cash register, cha-ching. So, I mean, uh, I mean, if you don't get this by now, you just don't want to see it. And a lot of people don't want to see it. They don't want to deal with it. It's too much. It's too much to deal with. It's too much to contemplate. So they just, you know, put their blinkers on and, you know, blinders on. I mean, and they just don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. And I just want to, you know, give me my, you know, sports and my, you know, six pack of beer and let me just forget about it. Or give me my, you know, Netflix uh, or Hulu, you know, binge watch some, some programs. I mean, that's, that's, that's what a lot of people, you know, but something is afoot here is what I'm saying. Okay. And uh, they are in the process, I, I believe in rolling it out. And so here's a clown world. Um, thing here's a paper straw inside of a plastic wrapper and so this guy says here uh, i like this paper straw in plastic wrap the green movement in a single photo yeah i don't need to comment you can pretty much figure that out and so i just wanted to finish up with this pure evil you know i'm against this whole transgender thing i'm against this grooming i'm against this damaging of the youth and ch children and so you know, here we have Royce White. I've been, you know, listening to him. I know, uh, you know, I like people that are provocative. I like people that speak out. Doesn't mean I agree with everything they say, but I, I kind of like this. It's like, he says, uh, never forget Charlize Theron adopted a black baby boy and is now raising him to be a woman. What kind of Willie Lynch style is that? Y'all are okay with this? He's talking to black people. You woke black people are going to sit up there up here and act like that's progress. And somehow I'm an uncle Tom. 
And so you just have this little quote here from Charlize where she says, yes, I thought she was a boy too, Charlie, Charlize agrees briskly, until she looked at me when she was three years old and said, I am not a boy. So now Charlize Theron, who I don't know why she's adopting black children and taking them you know, out of their particular culture, a uh, single woman, I don't know if she's married, I don't know what's going on here, but she adopts a black boy and then at three years old, he says to her, I'm a, I am not a boy. And then she starts raising the kid as a girl. I mean, better to have a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the sea than damage one of these young ones. I mean, these people are inviting, they are calling down the thunder on themselves. And if we sit here and celebrate this, this is what we do. We celebrate this in a sick society. Oh, it's so progressive. Isn't it so wonderful? Nobody stands up and says, uh, excuse me, a three-year-old says all kinds of stuff. One minute, they're going to say they're a dolphin. The next minute, they're going to say they're a girl. The next minute, they're going to say they're a policeman. The next thing, they're going to say that they're an astronaut. They don't know what they are at three years old. And then to take this seriously, this child should be taken away by child's protective services. And this woman should be sent, you know, she should never be banned from having any contact with any children ever again. Yeah, that's my view. I know that's not very progressive. I don't care. This is damaging, okay? This is crazy. This is exactly why they're passing those laws in Alabama, okay? That you cannot just go and, 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 and impose this kind of evil on a small child. This is nuts. When the kid gets 18 and wants to transition or whatever, they can do whatever they want. They're an adult then, okay? It's on them. We don't let three and four-year-olds come to us and then we take them seriously when they say i'm not a boy when they when they are a boy okay they don't know what they are they're three years old and if you don't know that Charlize, you're you know you're damaged but this this is but they get they get accolades right everybody in hollywood tells them how wonderful they are the media tells them everybody oh yes all of the you know men uh all the people uh, uh, uh you know progressives tell them how wonderful this is and the clapping seals and so they that's what they that's what they want because they're narcissists right and they want narcissistic supply so like i said i didn't see this like 10 20 years ago but i guess this is the thing now right all these kids now i saw some poll like all these kids are all sudden gay and trans and and transsexual when did this all start well if you bring a kid up like that with crazy freaks in school telling them that all day of course some of them are going to start thinking that that's just goes for any type of you know uh indoctrination with any type of philosophy so again i call this pure evil i really don't care uh what anybody says <laughs> this is if you if you don't think that this is if you think this is normal and a good thing then you i think you need to check your premises okay anyways that's it for this week's reality check uh hope you enjoyed it we'll keep doing them and uh i mean it just keeps getting weirder and weirder so talk to you next week